Hi everybody, great to have everybody with us right at the beginning of the traffic light system. All our campuses together, the family online. It's probably a little bit early to say Merry Christmas. So just want to remind you though, it is only three weeks away and we can still enjoy all that comes. You know, it's a season of peace and joy uh, during this pandemic. And let's not be robbed of Christmas at this time. God is with us and we know he's got everything in control, including your life. As we come to the word of God this morning, God stirred my heart with a message I want to share with you today. But let me just pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that the voice of heaven is always speaking to us. Lord, you said you, behold, I stand at the door and knock, Lord, on each of our hearts. If any man hears my voice, opens the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Holy Spirit, help us to hear you knocking on the door of our hearts and help us to open up and hear what you would say to us today. We ask these things in that wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Well, with COVID-19 pandemic, we really are, as we all know, in a moment of history. Coronavirus, they say, is among the 10 worst pandemics of all time. I understand there's been over 5 million deaths, 256 million infections. Wow, that's worldwide. It is huge. You know, in times of crisis, we see people rising to the challenge. We see heroes. I think of those on the front line putting their lives at risk, and that includes some of you. I just want to say thank you for that. But also at the same time, we're seeing a lot of anger, frustration, division, segregation in families and businesses, organizations and churches, you know, in all of society. And that makes it an incredibly difficult time for all of us. It's a world at war you know, on a relationship level like we have very rarely seen. So what can we do? What's our response going to be to this? I want to acknowledge this season has caused a lot of pain, emotional trauma, stress. Some of you have lost jobs or potentially may lose jobs. There's financial hardship out there. There's mental health. There's anxiety that's taking place. Some are feeling discriminated against, you know, like they're second class citizens being treated unfairly. I want you to know that the Church Unlimited pastors and staff, you know, we're very aware of these struggles. And our responsibility to care for everyone weighs heavy upon us. Please don't underestimate this. In my almost 40 years walking with God, I've never been in a time where it's more challenging to be in leadership and to passage our way through a once in a lifetime, well, less than that, more than that actually, uh, pandemic that we're facing right now. So can I just remind you, as we've said many times, we are praying regularly as a staff for all of you, praying for God's grace, his strength, his comfort, and you know his provision, if that's what you need. Our response right now, I believe, is incredibly important. Because you and I, <laughs> we're going to look back at this moment in history, and we're going to remember how we 
responded. You, you can't forget something as big as this. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll remember these years. I, I can guarantee you that. And so, you know, for many of us, it's the first time we've faced a national crisis. Others, mo- most of them not alive, maybe a few, went through World War I, World War II, national crisis. There were those who went through the Great Depression of the 1930s where there was mass unemployment and tremendous poverty. So if this, for us, many of us, is a first. And I want to suggest that if ever your neighbors, your family, your friends, our community, our nation needed the church of Jesus Christ to shine as a light in the midst of tremendous darkness, it is now. We've always called, been called to be salt and light, to stem the tide, stem the tide of negativity, of evil, and you know, things just getting more and more out of control. It is our time to shine. And I know, you and I, we can do this. Think about this. Remove the church from the current pandemic. Remove the light in darkness. What have you you've got? It's bad enough now, but you will have utter and total chaos. We, friends, as a church, are so important in a season like we are facing today. And God has anointed us and called us to be Jesus <laughs> to everyone that we meet at this time. So I've been saying to people, it really is time to be Christian. And I want to explore that very simple statement uh, with us today. Someone said to me the other day, this season is a test of character. But I believe with God's help, we can all pass the test. With, where there's anger and rage, as Christians, what do we do? We show self-control. Where there's division, the world is divided. Oh my goodness. We are called to show unity. Where there's hopelessness, come on, we can show hope to a world desperately in need. Hey, look, no one else can give them hope. Seriously, we alone are connected with the God of hope who can fill us with hope to overflowing so we can then pass it on to others. Where there is judgment, what are we going to do, friends? I believe that we show understanding. Understand where people are at. We don't know what's going on in their lives. (laughs) You know, we judge with such limited information. So as God's people, we're going to show understanding. And of course, where there is hate, you and I can show people tremendous, unconditional love. And I'm sure that you and I are able to do that. Just going to pause for a moment there. I've lost my notes. Yeah, right. Something that stirred in my heart of life late is that we are to be faithful image bearers of Jesus. What does that mean? It means when people encounter you and encounter me, they see and experience a reflection of Jesus. And hey, the Holy Spirit can help you and I to do that, I'm sure. So through this challenge, I want Church Unlimited to be known by two words. One will be obvious, the other may surprise you. Do you know what the two words are? Respect and love. 
They are two very, very powerful words. And this is a season that you and I can grow tremendously in both of these areas. So I'm asking God personally, all right? I'm asking God, would you help me to grow in this season some of the greatest Christian graces possible to grow in respect for others and to grow in love for other people? I'm realizing that, you know, in great challenges, <laughs> there are great opportunities. I mean, hey, can I look you in the eye? Wouldn't you love to grow in respect for all people and grow in love? Man, that, that digs deep in my heart. I'd like to suggest <laughs> I'm making some progress. And I know I can hear some of you saying, well, Pastor, you have got a long way to go. And you are absolutely right on that point. I have a long way to go, but I want to capture this moment to grow. I want to look back decades to come, years to come and think, that's a season where my respect, my love went to another level. Will you join me with that as Church Unlimited? That's what I wanted us to demonstrate to everybody that we encounter, starting with our own family, the church, the body of Christ, the nation, our neighbors, community, far and wide showing those two. I think, you know, when, when it's really dark, it's not hard to shine like light. And it's very noticeable. If you suddenly become a person of love and respect, everyone's going to think, what is it about you? Hey, that could make me a great opportunity to then tell them about Jesus. So when I prayed about this message and God gave me that word respect, I was really surprised. You know why? It's not something I think a lot about. It's not something I've researched on. It's not even, I've not even, even heard sermons. I don't think I've ever, ever heard one sermon on that topic. And so I began to look at it. And so I want us to just dig a little bit deeper on what God might be saying in this season about respect. So here's a definition for you. Listen to this. Due regard for the feelings, opinions, or the rights of others. Man, I know why God stirred my heart on this. If ever we needed that, come on, isn't it right now? Due regard for the feelings of other people, their opinions. Hey, even if you completely disagree, you still have given due regard and the rights of others. And how you show respect is by being polite, kind at all times. Let me give you some verses. 1 Peter 2.17, show proper respect to everyone. Note that, everyone. The Vigors 19 verse 3, each of you must respect your mother and your father. Now, I know you may have to dig deep to respect some people, but hey, ask the Holy Spirit to help you because if he wants you to do it, he'll give you the ability to actually do it. This is something I saw. Respect, listen carefully, has nothing to do with who's right or who's wrong. That really surprised me when I came up with or read and researched on it. You see, it's an attitude, respect, that values other people and allows space for differences of opinion. Space for differences of opinion. We make room for that. And look, hey, this has challenged me. This has stirred my heart. But I'm really trying to apply this. And as I apply it, do you know what happens? It sets me free. Do you know why? Truth sets free. It brings you into liberty. I was speaking to um, some church leaders recently, and I shared a whole lot of things on you. And I said, look, a lot of you probably don't agree with a lot of what I've said. But hey, guess what? 
I still respect all of you. I think some were almost shocked to hear it. And I was being sincere and honest when I made that statement. When you treat people with respect, do you know what it does? It opens up the floodgates for honest communication. You want some honest communication with people? Hey, the pathway to it is respect. The Greek word translated respect means to place great value on something. And the reason we can respect all people is when we realize they're made in the image of God and they are of extreme value. The Bible actually teaches all the wealth in the world is not enough to purchase the salvation of one person. It couldn't do it. Do you know what the world is worth? How much money there is actually in the world right now? $600 trillion. That's the worth of an individual. Next time you walk past that homeless person, next past time you see that beggar on the side of the road, next time you observe that drunk, can I just remind you? They are worth, even unsafe, more than $600 trillion. That's how we can respect them. I want to look at you right now. Some of you feel I'm just worthless. I'm not much. I've been knocked around, kicked around, abused, treated like dirt. The truth is, this friend, you are worth more than $600 trillion. Because of that, you deserve respect. You really do as does everyone else around us. Philippians 2 verse 3, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Oh man, I read that and I thought, Lord, I don't know if I can do that. Consider others better than ourselves? So Lord, you're saying to me, that person I'm really disagreeing with and I don't appreciate them that much? Are you saying I to value them more than myself? God says, Holy Spirit says, yes, you do need. That's what you need to. That's what the Bible says. So humility is a key to respecting others. If you think you're better than others, you're very hard to respect anybody. Romans 12, 16, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. And Proverbs 13, verse 10, only by pride comes contention. Only by I've read that verse so many times. I hate that verse. I would like to edit it out of my Bible, quite frankly, because every time I contend with someone, I don't want to think there's pride in my heart. But unfortunately, at church, we don't edit the Bible. <laughs> we take it on board and we have to take it for what it says and then apply, allow the Holy Spirit to apply it to our lives. But remember this, the truth sets you free. It doesn't bind you up. It doesn't lock you down. It actually releases you into a greater liberty. Now, of course, to do this at times is going to take tremendous humility, tremendous grace, especially when we disagree with other people. The essential foundation of good relationships is respect. You take away respect, it's hard to have a good relationship with that other person. Imagine a trained soldier, I read this story, diffusing a bomb capable of killing many lives. So as he cautiously approaches that bomb, he's, he's, the goal is to defuse the bomb, make peace, not destruction. Any wrong move. If he cuts one wrong wire, it's going to be death and injury to many instantly. When you face a bomb in your relationships, <laughs> the temptation is what? 
anger, kick, scream, grab the hammer, and bash that thing. What's, what's going to happen? The result is the bomb will explode and cause great injury and do a lot of damage. Every difference of opinion, every conflict is like a bomb and has the potential to do great damage. The way to defuse the bomb of conflict is through love, understanding, respect, and gentleness. That brings me to our second word, which is love. In this season of anger, division, protest, strong opinions, we need to demonstrate the love of God to everybody. Rick Warren put it this way, the best use of life is love. Well, it's obviously true, isn't it? Love is the greatest, according to the Bible. The best use of my life? Wow. That's why some want to grow in love, because it is the best use that I can put my life to. Yeah, I can preach, I can lead, I can build something, I can you know, have success and all the rest of it, but greater than that, especially in this pandemic season, well, in any sense, is love. That's why we all want to grow in that whole area. Colossians 3, verse 14 to 17 says, Above over all these virtues, put on, some, some um, uh, variations or versions say, clothe yourselves, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So clothe yourselves with love. It's like putting on love. So we're talking about love and we're talking about respect. So let me just illustrate this a bit. So when you get up in the morning, <laughs> you want to clothe yourself. First of all, what we're saying is with respect. You put it on. You know, it doesn't, it's not going to just be there automatically. You've got to get up in the morning and say, okay, today, in the midst of this pandemic, <laughs> in the midst of the conflicts I'm facing, I'm going to put on the garment of respect. And once that's sitting comfortably on, how's it looking? Looking all right here, guys? All right? You know, I hope it matches with the shirt there. I didn't actually carefully check which one. But anyway, hey, once I've got that comfortably on, right, God, today, man, it's going to be a challenge. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm going to respect everyone I come across. So once you've got that garment on, what you should actually do is put the other next garment on top of it. But hey, I won't be able to fit that in today. So I'm going to take that one off and get the second garment. And this is the garment of love. Oh, how I long for this garment. And I put it on every morning, every day. I've got to do it every day. I can't do it once a week, once a month. <laughs> I probably need to do it several times a day. So I put on the second garment of love. Hope that's looking good. Yeah, you can, you can send us a text or email or let us know which one, which coat looked the best today. But you've got it on, that coat love. And you know, these two, both these cuts fit, coats fit very comfortably. Very comfortable. I want to, I want to feel the garment of love just all over me. And we need to do that each day of our lives. And that's the two words I'm asking for all of us, all campuses of Church Unlimited, and anyone else that's listening to this program today, would you join us? Would you join us in this moment of history? Would you join us in this critical hour when the church needs to shine brighter than all the rubbish that is out there? Can we clothe ourselves? With love, can we clothe ourselves with respect? What a difference it will make. And maybe, just maybe, society will look in on us, our neighbors, our friends, our community, look in on us and say, wow, the church is showing a higher way, a better way. They're showing us the right way. Mother Teresa said, the hunger for love 
is much more difficult to remove than the hunger for bread. Right now, there's a great hunger for love, and it's all around you. You and I, we can satisfy that hunger in people's lives. 1 Peter 4 verse 8, above all, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Let me tell you this amazing story. Many of you might know of Jim Baker a number of years ago, very famous uh, televangelist. And in his autobiography, which was called I Was Wrong, he tells of how he was imprisoned for accounting fraud. He lost his freedom. He said he lost his sanity, his dignity, even confidence in his faith. He was a one-time advisor and friend of presidents of the U.S. Now he's hit rock bottom. As lowest point in prison, he's told Billy Graham is here to see you. He thought, what? Billy Graham? That man? Come here to this place to see me? It was rock bottom, fallen from grace. And when he, Billy, when he walked in the room, Billy Graham opened up his arms wide. And at that moment, Jim Baker felt total acceptance and love. Billy Graham had on the garment of love and respect. Now listen to what Jim Baker says. He said, I will never forget the man who had just been voted one of the most influential men in the world who preached to millions, took time to come and minister to one prisoner. Billy Graham's visit refreshed his heart and boosted his spirit. And then he says in his book, I felt as though Jesus himself had come to visit me. Wow. Well, don't we need that today, folks? Here's a challenge for me. You, why don't you be Jesus to someone right now? It may not be rock bottom, but they certainly need to see Jesus in their lives. You know, we're called in the Bible, there's many names given to the church. We're called a, a building, an army, a bride, a garden, but primarily, do you know what? The church is a family. It is a family. God's the father of the family. Jesus, the elder brother. And his family, that makes you and I brothers and sisters. We all have the same father. And God wants us to care for each other like we are family. You know, if someone in your family is struggling, hurting, what do you do? You just do everything you can to meet that need. You'll visit them, you'll phone them, you'll provide for them, you'll bless them in some way. You'll do what you can and whatever that need might be. And it's amazing how within a family, uh, you know, we will overlook a lot of stuff. <laughs> so if your kids are naughty and you know it, hey, that's, you, that's okay. But no one else can say that they're naughty. Hey, when we were growing up, you know, our neighbors said to my dad, accused his sons, four boys, that we were liars. And my dad said to them, my boys never tell lies. And that was one of the biggest, fattest lies that had ever been given because we were all, all unsaved and we were telling plenty of lies as, go, as it goes. But the point is what? You protect your own. You protect your family. It's time in this crisis to protect our own, protect our family, protect our brothers and our sisters. We're all on the same side. We're on the same team, <laughs> loving one another and moving forward, hopefully, together. You see, Billy Graham realized Jim Baker was family. And that's one reason he could respect Jim Baker and he could also love him. Jack Hiles says this, being loved is life's second greatest blessing. Loving is, or love is, the greatest. Wow. Being loved. Hmm, great. We all want that one. That's, but that's the second greatest blessing. Love. 
loving others is the greatest because it actually does more for us, I think, than sometimes the, even the other person. Well-known writer Stephen Covey was on a train one day when a man and his children got on board and they were just running all over the place and really annoying everybody, including Stephen himself. And then he realized, he found out the man's wife had just died in hospital and him and the kids were coming home on the train from the hospital where their mother had just died. He said at that moment, his attitude totally and completely changed. Why? Because he understood what was going on in this family. And we need to take time to understand people. We don't know what they're going through. We don't know the trauma in their lives. We don't know the depths of hurt and pain that they're facing. So as we take time to do that, we can respect them and we can love them. You know, I know we want to fight for what is right, <laughs> what we feel is right. And hey, look, actually, that's okay. I think God's put that in us, sense of justice. We want to fight for it. But can I say, as you fight, never at the expense of love. Because when we, when love goes out, we betray the kingdom of heaven. As I wrap this up, in my four decades as a Christian, I've never felt a, such a need in myself and for the church to show respect and love for everyone, regardless of our differences and our opinions. We will remember, I will remember how I treated people in this season. I've made a determined effort, I'm telling you. I am going to do all in my power by the grace of God and the help of the Holy Spirit to love everybody and respect everyone as well. I know it's a huge challenge for us, but I believe that you and I, we're up for this. God knew we would be alive at this pandemic. He knew it, this time in history, and that we would be able to rise to the challenge regardless of how we feel, or what we, our strength of our opinions on different issues and matters. And also, people are going to remember how I responded as a leader in the church. They're going to remember, oh, we remember Tagbana back in 2021 and 20. Yeah, we remember what he was like. I want them to remember, hey, he was a man of love. He was a man who respected us. He was a man of understanding, compassion. <laughs> I don't know, I probably can't get all of those in, but you know what I'm trying to say. That's, what I, that's how I want to be remembered. I really do. And I know that's how you want to be remembered as well. So let's manifest Jesus. So when we look back at this moment in history, we will see a church, that church, not just church. We'll see a church that grew. We'll see people that manifested love and kindness and understanding and people's faith became stronger. It's time for great respect and love for everyone. And with that, as we've said from the beginning, the church will come out stronger. We'll come out stronger, closer to God and also closer to others. This is my time and your time to shine in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, how do we respond to this? Well, I've got a couple of thoughts for you right now. Number one, to give out love and respect, sometimes you need to feel loved and respected. Because, you know, you love others as you love yourself. <clears throat> so right now, before we touch on a couple of other points quickly, I want to just pray for you. <clears throat> Lord, I just pray for every person that's tuned into this program today. Lord, I pray that they will feel your love. 
and the love of others. They'll feel accepted, Father. And Lord, that those who are struggling with that, would you send people across their path that like Billy Graham will be Jesus to them, that will love them, that will respect them. And Lord, that they would be renewed and refreshed and Lord, begin to sense, have that sense of worth and begin to have a glimpse that they are worth more than 64, more than 600 actually trillion dollars. Lord, just pour in your love to each and every person, I pray, that they might then be able to love and respect others. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. Secondly, <coughs> it's a bit of a challenge for you. Is there someone that comes to mind that you think, mm, yep, I think I can do a bit better there. I think I can respect them a little bit more. I think I can love them a little bit more. And if they come to mind and you don't think you can do it, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Hey, hey, if a name, maybe two names, maybe three names, I don't know. Write them down. Write them down. And ask God to give you an opportunity. Because you know, you're going to feel good. And when you look back at this time in history, you're going to think, yeah, no, no, I struggled, but hey, I got it sorted out. I loved them and I showed them <clears throat> respect. And finally, as I close, come on, let's choose today and every day. Let's get out that garment. Clothe yourself. This is as I wrap it up. This is a call for Church Unlimited across all our campuses and any other church that's online or tuned in. Come on, let's put on, clothe ourselves with respect. Got that one on? Let it sit comfortably. Just be a person, a woman, a man, a young person of great respect. Father, do you know what's going to happen? As you respect others, they're going to respect you because you reap what you sow. So it's worth doing it, if not for the other person's sake, at least for your own sake. But once you've got that garment of respect on, and hey, look, I'm not fussy which order you do it in. But get out that second one. Just make sure you get both of them. Put on that garment of love. And this is probably the greatest garment of all because love is the greatest. Just get on every day. Get up in the morning. You see, love is more a decision than a feeling. If you wait for feelings to love some people, it's never going to happen. If you make a decision to love, guess what? The feelings will follow. So get that coat on. Get that garment. You've probably got a nicer coat than I've got. or doesn't matter what color it is. Just put on that garment of love. And then spend the rest of that day, walk through that day, asking God to help you to walk in his love. You can do this with God's help. Let Church Unlimited be known through this pandemic for respect and love. God bless you.